We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. Greater good. Oh, thank you for doing it. I didn't ask you to do it, but you are a pro. You've been on the show enough times you know what to do. I'm here. I, I My name doesn't rhyme with Sam for nothing. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. I like it. Um, this is Cheap Seat Review. Like I said just a second ago, this is a very special episode. Uh, of course, I say that all the time, but I mean it this time. I really mean it this time. This is episode 447. And I know last week I said we were going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, the honor amongst thieves. That's not happening. Mainly because uh, this week, uh, through poor scheduling on my part, is the first week of band camp for Andrew and the first week of classes for Sam. And Sam isn't feeling well either. So we're going to push Dungeons and Dragons, honor amongst thieves, um, Three or so weeks. But I needed a guest. I wanted to have a show this week. I need to do something. And so Cameron and I kind of racked our brains on what could we possibly talk about. So here we are going to talk about what we're going to talk about. But before I tell you what that is, I guess I, actually this is what I'll do. I will say this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Willow, the TV but show. I've, been on, I've, I've talked about Willow. I've come on the show to talk about Willow. That's true. You did. Sean? You did. Or, or maybe we'll do Willow, the TV show that was on ah. streaming. That's right. Cameron, a huge Willow fan. It's one of your top favorite movies of all time. Top favorite? I'd That's agree not with phrase, that. But I've got my black root tea here and my cheap seat mug. <laughs> oh, very sweet. Mm. Still hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is just too hot. This is this is insanely hot. Who would make this this hot? <laughs> Uh, sorry, that was a Dungeons and Dragons quote. Um, that movie. Well, I can't wait to talk about it. I really can't. I'm so excited. In fact, oh, yeah. when we when it's time to actually do it, I'll probably watch it for the third time. Oh yeah, no, I still need to watch it for a third time too, which yeah. I will. It's before that show. It's such a thing. But before we do all that, we are going to talk about Willow, the Disney Plus streaming mm-hmm. TV show. And uh, who? I guess if you're listening to the show and you're like, well, that guy sounds familiar. And his name rhymes with Sam, as he alluded to. I haven't officially introduced him. So I am Sean Allred, though usually when there's just two of us, I give myself a middle name, but I didn't think about it. Uh, I am Sean. Um, you never, ever, ever give a baby black root. That's not from this show, but <laughs> I couldn't think of a cl- uh, quote. And joining me tonight is Cameron. Why do studios keep killing great shows after one season, Harrison? Oh, we are going to talk about that. Speaking of killing, Sean, since uh, the man who my name rhymes with isn't here, uh, if I were going to kill you, I would infect you with the worm and then uh, let you take control just long enough to ask me to mercy kill you. And of course, which I would. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. That's so great. Because last week, uh, we didn't have Sam either. uh, and, And it was just Andrew and I. And he also found a way to kill me. Uh, oh, good. So I love that we're carrying on this tradition. This is fantastic. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, last week's uh, uh, movie, uh, Cam, was uh, a movie yes. called Hidden Strike. Yes, I saw that on Facebook. I've never heard of that movie. So I had never heard of it either. And the only reason why we did it was because it was like number one on Netflix that week. 
Wow. And so Andrew's like, we have to do it. It's got (laughs) Jackie Chan and John Cena. Sure. Oh, yeah, it's that movie. I think I watched the trailer for that one. Yeah. Yeah. It Maybe. I mean, it's bad, but it's fun. I mean, it's a Jackie Chan movie. Now, here's the weird part, right? This movie started production in 2018. Uh Uh-huh. And Uh through, you know, not just because of COVID, but like lots of reasons, they just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing. So like I'm watching this movie going, man, Jackie Chan looks really good. And it's, (laughs) well, because it was five years ago when he was on camera. Um interesting yeah it, it it's it's an interesting movie and it's like it's one of those things where and this is a stretch I, don't, I know but it feels like one of these things where like they put john cena in and then james gunn went oh he can be really funny i want him in suicide squad mm-hmm. because like the quips that he does in suicide squad is in this Mm. He's just P- PG thirteen version. Sure, huh? Either that, or they saw Suicide Squad and went back and filmed some pickups for this. Could be. I don't know. He. I mean, he looks younger. I mean, this again. This is five yeah. years ago. I, John Cena. It's, I just wanted to give credit to James Gunn. No, that's fine. But I mean, you could. You still have to give him credit for. I have no idea if he watched this movie or or saw footage from it or whatever, but. He definitely listens to this podcast, though, right? He probably does. I mean, so we should, yeah, we should make sure we give him credit. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he does. Uh, James, I appreciate everything that you make, always. Also, I really appreciate that Nathan Fillion, that not only did he get a great cameo in Guardians 3, but he actually got some, like, real screen time, which was great. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, more than just a guy that has his arms float and then just pokes people in the face and then dies horribly. Although, if you got a cameo, that's the way to cameo. <laughs> oh, I, I did like the cameo in, in Guardians 3. I see, I've seen you've seen Guardians oh, 3. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a whole character, like you said. That's more yeah. than a cameo. Yeah, he has a, a name. So, I would, and, I, and again, I know we're going to talk about Willow, and I promise we are, but I'm curious now because you came on this show two years ago, and not this show, but you actually came on a, a, little, a little show that we did called. Was it two years ago? It wasn't. Was it, was it last? A while. Was it last summer that we did it? I don't remember. No, now. it was longer than that. It was two summers ago, right? That we did. Yeah. Um, them's 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 fighting nerds, and mm-hmm. you contested that Guardians Two was the greatest movie in this MCU, right? Uh, well, I was saying it was better than Thor Ragnarok, though. For that episode, though, I do agree it is the best movie in the MCU. I thought that was the point. I thought that was that that Jesse's argument was that Thor Ragnarok was the best in the MCU, and that Guardians Two was the best MCU. Which is why I, at the end, after I made my judgment, I added my quip that Avengers: Infinity War is the best of the MCU. Well, as we say, it was two years ago. So. Yes, it was a long time ago. So, what my memory, question memory would, would be is: Is Guardians Three has it supplanted Guardians Two? It's a tough one, Sean. I just rewatched it uh, just the other night, showing my wife the movie. Um, Did she cry? Guardians Three is just such a perfect trilogy capper. Like mm-hmm. it's a really good ending to this series. They they finish up arcs I didn't even know I wanted, like the Drax the Destroyer becoming Drax the Father. Like that moment gets me every time. Yeah. Uh, it's so good as a standalone film. I think I would still nudge Guardians to a little a little further. I think it balances the the pathos and the humor a little more than three. Three is 
almost a straight drama and action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I mean, three has some comedic moments, but like sure. what I remember most of three is crying my eyes out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the whole last thirty minutes, really. Oh my gosh! I mean, like you watch it and go, now we understand why Rocket is the way he is. Like it's yeah. just, oh, it's heart wrenching. So go watch a, a good happy. <laughs> Uh, and it did give the first f bomb in the MCU. I was I was surprised Kevin that, Feige let that. That happen. was the first. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. I uh, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm surprised Kevin Feige let that happen. But I guess uh, James Gunn has enough pull that he could he could do that. But of course he's getting ready to go run the DC universe here for a little while. I so. wonder. Yeah, I wonder if that's his thing. Like, all right, I'll come back. You got to give me the f bomb. Yeah, <laughs> and it was such like a funny moment too for it. Like it wasn't yeah. like this big yippee ki yay mother so effort. It was just like you know the car bit. You know, it was just really <laughs> random. But like it, it was out of nowhere, which is funny. So yeah. All right. So now we're going to talk about Willow because you know I haven't talked to Willow. Cameron. I haven't talked to Cameron in a while. We need to talk about Willow. So yeah. Willow, it's just called Willow, which is confusing. Just- so many remakes do that these days scream and then the next one is scream five like yeah just yeah or scream five was scream and then scream six well then there was it's all very well there was the the fat there was what the fast and the furious and then the fast and the furious two and then tokyo drift and then just called fast and the furious or something like they didn't do a four or fast well that sequel yeah that sequel titling is just it's own own universe yeah it's yeah that and rambo probably have the most confusing sequel titles yeah yeah because there's like first blood rambo first blood part two rambo three rambo and then john rambo yeah i think i think (laughs) i think you're right too yeah i don't it's like whoever decided to name the xbox these different things are the same people that are in charge of naming movie franchises Sure. You know, sure. it's like X- but yeah, no, a a lot of remakes uh, do that. They they just call it the same thing, even if it's a sequel. Which if it's a remake, I get it. If you're doing the thing, even though I think that was a prequel or a sequel, but I mean it was mostly a remake. Mm-hmm. That, that's great. But yeah, this is very much a sequel to the movie. Um, but they just call it Willow, not like Willow and the Search for the Crone or something or the Crone's Rise. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I'd want them to do, but anything. <laughs> you know, like I- anything, but just calling it Willow is confusing. It's a little confusing because yeah. so like when I like when I labeled our show like the, my notes for the show tonight, I wrote Willow Plus mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. on Disney mm-hmm. Plus. Like I had to name it something because we already have a file named Willow, so it's <laughs> even. I'll, I'll, from now on, I'll call it Willow Plus. Willow Plus, I like it. Willow Plus. It sounds like a drug, but <laughs> well. All of these pluses and nows and these streaming platforms, they're all kind of dumb. You know, (laughs) I just, why can't things just be, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's fine. But here it is. We'll we'll talk about even more dumb decisions by streaming platforms uh, by the (laughs) end of this conversation, I'm sure. So Willow, the, the 2022 TV series. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read here what it is. It is 20 years after vanishing, excuse me, 
20 years after vanquishing the wicked queen Bavmorda. The sorcerer Willow Ufgood leads a group of misfits on a dangerous rescue mission into the unknown. Into the unknown. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call them misfits. Would you call them misfits? I don't know. Misfits is a... I guess they don't fit together, but I mean, it's like the princess and a knight and... Uh, yeah, but it's a... You have a, hired, you have a hired guy who's who's ridiculous in his own right, and then you've got this guy that... I mean, he's basically playing Flash Thompson from the No Way Home <laughs> Spider-Man, whatever. You know, it's... I, I I wouldn't have used misfits. I think that's a, that's a dumb word. It's a strange word for that, that group. Yeah, but it's also IMDb, and we laugh often at the... <laughs> At how bad those things are. Sure. So, I remember talking to you when this was announced. Probably. I and talked about it a lot back then. Being just out of our minds stoked. Oh, yeah. I was so excited when I heard this was happening. Yeah. Uh, so, it's a sequel to Willow. I, as you said, love Willow. I tried to read the book sequels. Couldn't get through the first one. So, uh, the, the concept of a new series starring... Uh, Warwick Davis greatly excited me. Uh, Jonathan Caston, Jake Caston, what's his name? Jonathan Caston, yeah, yeah. He was the showrunner, so that excited me. He uh, he'd done some good work on some projects previously, so yeah, I was excited for this. Yeah, and you know when you look at the cast, you're like, okay, um, let's see. Oh yeah, there's the guy from Spider Man. Okay, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then Aaron or uh, Jade Claymore. We had just Grand seen... Buda, uh, do what? No, Grand Budapest Hotel as well, right? Was he in that? I couldn't tell you. I haven't seen it. Tony Rivoli? Gosh, I'm, I I'm, I'm sure he is. Up. I don't know. I haven't yeah, seen... Yeah, yeah. Tony Rivoli. Uh, He's Grand Budapest Hotel kid. Okay. Or, um, yeah, his name is Zero in that that movie. Uh, I, I Admittedly, I have not seen one single Wes Anderson film. Oh. Not one. I, I see uh, a cheap seat series coming up. Eh, potentially. We'll see. Um, so yeah, he's uh, he's in it. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And uh, and then you've got um, uh, Aaron Kellyman, mm-hmm. who we had just seen in Hawk, Hawkeye, not Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier, and then before that in Solo. Yep, she appeared in Solo. And so it's like, oh, she's kind of a you know a rising. You know, actress or whatever. Yeah, I like. I've liked her in her appearances so far. Yeah, and and I love that they got Joanne Whaley to come back as Queen Sorsha. I thought that was super cool. Hundred percent. Yeah. So I was like, I was super stoked for this cast. Um, I didn't rec- I didn't recognize anyone else from from the so- uh, from the show. Mm-hmm. And more so, I, as you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you might have known that my daughter, my five year old daughter, I'm very blessed that she was super into Willow and would often ask me to watch Willow with her and play Willow with her, which usually just meant I had to carry her around from location to location because <laughs> she would play Laura Dan and the baby and I'd play every other character. That's great. So I'd get my workout in that way. Yeah. Um, would you yeah, she her... was very excited about it. She said she was going to watch the show with me. So I was, yes, we we had set a date. Uh, we had marked our calendars and we're checking off the day. So they aired. That's cool. We haven't, uh, I haven't watched the Willow with my son yet. Um, we just haven't, 
we just haven't had time. There's really not really anything that would bother him in that movie. I mean, the trolls are kind of gross, and the dragon at the end's kind of the 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 rat dogs kind of got my son a little bit. He didn't like to be in the room around when they were on. Yeah, I kind of get that, but he's ten now. He'd be all right with that. I mean, we just yeah. so again sidebar, but that's what's going to happen. Um, we've been watching Strange New Worlds with mm-hmm. the family. Like my parents, I'm staying as again listeners know. I'm staying with my parents. I've heard of the show. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, and we'll yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a good reason for that. So hmm. I said to my to my family, hey, Dad, I know you watched the pilot for Strange New Worlds, the first episode. I would, would you guys like to sit down and watch it? And, you know, my wife was like, can the kids watch it? And I said, yeah, it's fine. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing bad for the kids. And so so my my seven-year-old, or seven-year-old daughter, my 10-year-old son, and along with my parents, and we're watching this show. Now, admittedly, watching it with my parents is troublesome because they have dogs and so they we have to get up and the dogs want to go outside so a 45 minute episode takes an hour and 10 minutes because (laughs) you know and a couple times especially in the first episode i have to pause and give them some backstory of what's going on from discovery Ah, too and things like that but they've really enjoyed it and it's been a lot of fun so uh we're only up to episode episode two or three of season two. Oh, okay. We just didn't make it through Left Us Where Suffering Shall Not Reach then, which we, is probably the darkest episode up till then. Although nine has some scary moments. Nine has some scary they had a hard my kids had a hard time with the Gorn chest buster burster scene. That was a pretty intense chest burster scene. It it is. I covered my daughter's eyes for that. So <laughs> but they 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 both looked at me and they go, I'm gonna have nightmares. I'm like, no, you're not. It's fine. It's a little puppet. You're fine. Just Show them the original Gorn uh, scene afterwards and be like, this is what they grow up in, guys. Yeah, I, I didn't, but I should have. You're right. I sh- definitely should have done that. Uh, anyway, so I, I am looking forward to the day where I watch this with my son because I think he, because he's into the, you know, he's into Harry Potter. He's into those kinds of movies and hmm, yeah. the the magic and the sorcery of things. And so he's, uh, right now he's in the middle of, um, he's got one more book to go in the Percy Jackson series. Mm-hmm. So he's been enjoying, enjoying that. Yeah, my wife likes those movies a lot. Nathan Fillion, I believe, is in. He's in the Water, second some one. Of them, yeah. Okay. There's only two. They're now they're making a new series. Disney Plus is making a series. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, which I think would be done well if they do it well. Which was weird because the first movie was directed by Chris Columbus, who directed the first Harry Potter. First two Harry Potters. Yeah, and so it's like, oh, you did such a good job on those. Why did you do such a bad job on this? <laughs> I, don't know. I remember it being okay, but yeah, not memorable. No, it's bad. Uh, it, yeah. It's <laughs> not. Fair. It's not good. Um, anyway, moving on. Back to Willow. Uh-huh. Sorry, this is what's going to happen. If if you were here to, uh, <laughs> you get two film nerds who don't see each other too often. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. So um, I guess I'll just do this because again we have. I have no script. I have no show notes on this. Uh, uh-huh. I did. I did capture some trivia. So, Cameron, just I want you to just kind of give us um, your initial thoughts on this, right? How about I, I didn't tell you to do this, but if you can come up with one in ten seconds, like a five-word review for this series, I should have known to. But I should I, have. Um, known oh, to. wait, wait. Uh, I did. I did. I was working on something. I guess just. Uh, We'll always have the original. <laughs> That's my five-word review. Okay. Okay. 
the original's still there. This doesn't tarnish the original, but I don't think it adds much to it. Okay. With a couple exceptions. There's moments, but overall, I was very disappointed with the series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember, so we started up, me and my daughter, and the first 20 minutes or so, I was I was gung-ho. I was like, they're doing it. They're knocking this out of the park. I, I felt like the introduction to the new characters was done really well. I thought they each of them popped and were interesting. Um, my daughter, about halfway through, was like, how can they call the show Willow if Willow's not in it? So she was upset about that, and then she just wanted to know who Alora Dannon was the whole time, which we don't find out until the second episode. Um uh, but yeah, by the by the end, I was, I was very confused by things. The tone, the tone mostly is just all over the place. The character arcs and objectives are very confusing. It was it was a strange series. What did you think? I don't actually know what you thought about it. So I'm trying to think of a five word review I would give it. Um, and it's been a little, it's been a minute since I watched it because I was watching it day and date as it was coming out. Mm. Yeah, I watched like the first three and then just kind of lost interest. And then like months later, picked it up again and finished it just like two weeks before they pulled it. Mm. See, now you said pull it. It's not even on Disney Plus anymore, right? No, that's what I mean. They, it's, yeah, they took it off. You cannot watch the show anymore. It's weird. I don't understand why they did that. Yeah. And my daughter, like I said, she kind of lost interest. But then she came back for the like the last two episodes. And she really liked the big magic fight at the end. And she was like, I like this show. And I was like, sorry, sweetie, we can't watch it anymore. Yeah. And she was she was very distraught, Disney. <laughs> You're making six-year-olds distraught. No, that's what they do sometimes. Um, <laughs> so what, if I were going to give this a five-word review, something like... Mm-hmm. I usually take time to to workshop it, but um, not awful, but not good. Okay, okay. I don't know. I can't think of it. it, You know, that might be my final verdict. It got a little better as it went. And like I said, there's there's some really good gym-like moments throughout, but... Yeah, it, I, uh, I kind of had to force myself to sit down and finish it, which isn't good for a show called Willow for me. No, you're not wrong. It was kind of like eating. I don't know. It's like it's like eating candy because it's like because Willow is like, oh my gosh, Willow is great. You know, Willow is is not a meat and potatoes movie. It is it's candy. No. It's your ice cream. So it's like you're eating. And you're, yourself. You feel like you have to finish it before your kids get to it. If you know, if you leave it out, the kids are going to eat it in the morning. So you're like, I have to finish this. Sure. Like yeah. cheap Easter chocolate bunny. Yeah, exactly. But it's also <laughs> knowing that the, the problem is, is that like the ice cream's been sitting there a while and it's a little curdled. But like you paid seventeen dollars for it, so part of it's curdled, part of it's freezer burned. Yeah, but you so you yeah. still eat it anyway because you pay. I, I, I do too. Yeah, it's ice cream. It's ice cream, and you don't want it to go to waste because you're, you know, it's just th- there were moments. So I, I remember again. I'm having to remember from like six months ago, and a lot's happened mm-hmm. since then in my life. But like, I remember at the time one of the biggest complaints people had was it was too woke. Oh, I didn't care about that. I didn't care about it either. Because there's lesbians in it? Because, yeah, it's like, oh, why do we have every show has to have a lesbian? And every show has to, I'm like, uh, who cares? It's fine. Yeah. It's It doesn't matter. And it's, the writers want to make characters lesbian, whatever. Um, 
it just felt like every episode until they got to the castle with the the magic y stuff and like when they had to go back to Nokmar, yeah. Mm-hmm. The other I feel like to, that's kind of where to start picking up a little bit. Yeah, like that was a really interesting episode, and there was like some stakes at play, and like people were scared, and there was weird magic. But that every, that episode held my favorite scene, which was I, I'm pretty sure it's that again. It's like you said, it's been a while. Uh, the, uh, it's, it must be a Laura has a flashback of her mother from the first movie, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they used footage, unused footage from the movie, but they make it like her mother kind of sees her as an adult and sees that her, you know, her sacrifice caused her daughter to grow up and achieve what she was meant to achieve, and that was like the one moment where like this adds something to the original movie because like the mother and the nursemaid are have always been the heroes of Willow, but you know you forget about them because they yeah. get killed off in the beginning. So that was a really great moment, I thought. And uh, that's what I wanted more from from the series. And we kind of only just got that, I felt like. Some stuff, we we'll, we can talk about Christian Slater and Mad Mardigan shortly, too. But that there's interesting stuff there. <laughs> Christian Slater. Yeah, I, he, Christian Slater. It's like, who's not doing anything in Hollywood around that now? Oh, Christian Slater, he's, he's not doing anything. Let's get him in Well, he here. seems... Like yeah, if you're who who's a buddy of Val Kilmer from like the '80s? Oh, Christian Slater. Yeah, I I 100% buy that. He's got like the same energy but slightly different. I, yeah, I thought that was really good casting for that. I did too, and, and it was. I, well, I, I like how they kind of played it to like, is he recast? Is this is it Mad Mardigan? Yeah, just recast. No, okay, he's fly. Okay, that that was a fun little rug pull. Yeah, and I and I enjoyed that episode too. That particular one where like the you know they get captured by these goblins that are very well spoken. And pretty well mannered for goblins or whatever the heck yeah. they are, and because you're used Trolls. to like, yeah, because you're used to Lord of the Rings ones that are all, oh, we gotta eat maggoty meat again. And this guy, well, to like, be fair, the Willow trolls too are very different than these ones, but yeah, th- this guy was like, oh, did you watch Bridgerton this week? Oh, yes, it was very lovely. Thank you. I mean, it was very strange. Oh, there is that yeah. a cat? What is that? It is a cat. That's Ash. Oh, Ashley. Ash. Very cool. Hi. Oh, I can. That's a good name for that. The kind of the smoky fur there. It's cool. Yes, and uh, an Evil Dead reference. So, well, of course. Also, we we weren't sold on until uh, as a baby she started uh, sleeping in the fireplace. And we're like, well, I think she's telling us her name is Ash now. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go to our YouTube. Uh, you have, you'll see the cat. There you go. <laughs> and Gollum there. Oh, and now you can hear her too. Uh, yeah. So, okay. It's hard to kind of put into words, really, the the feelings of this show because so IMDb gives this show a five point seven, <laughs> and I feel like that's pretty accurate because it it did feel like some people were really like every episode. I was so excited to just okay, maybe this is the episode, <laughs> you know, hundred percent, Sean. That's exactly how I went in every episode, and I feel like the first five or ten minutes, I'd be like, okay, all right. Show me what you got, Willow. Yeah, and that was what, the, what did. Oh, go ahead. What did? How, how did you feel about the uh, the music, the the pop music credits? I liked it. Yeah, personally, I thought it was cool because it was popular songs with weird covers. Mm-hmm. And I see, I love covers though. I love weird covers. I love hearing, um, especially. This is going to sound weird. I love gender swap covers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, so like that song is really popular right now. Um, oh, I'm gonna butcher all of this. What is that song? I wish my wife was here to hear 
this. It was the. Um, it's the country singer that's singing the song by the woman about the car that's driving fast. Okay, Tracy Chapman. Was Tracy the original. Cha- Thank you, Tracy Chapman in the original. But the new one is Chris. He's from North Carolina. Gosh dang it! What is his name? Um. Let me Google it real quick. I'm going to ask my wife. It's that's better than Google. <laughs> uh, gosh dang it. Uh, Luke Combs? Yes. Luke Yes. Okay. Luke Combs. He's from App State. He went to college. He went to the college I went to. Okay. Um, that was weird. I, my watch vibrated just as you said that. I was looking down like, wait, can my wife <laughs> hear me to correct me? <laughs> She's done that before, but she can't hear me now. Anyway, yes. So like it's a dude singing the song, you know, her song. And then there's also a really great, I don't know any of the, I don't know this, but there's a really great punk cover of the, uh, man, this is a bad night to bring all this stuff up. (laughs) The brothers, gosh dang it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. My point is, is that I like that kind of stuff is my point. So like the, 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 the female singing smells like teen spirit at half speed. I -hmm. totally dig it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they did a Metallica one too, and yeah, typically I love those things. Also, I'm I'm a sucker for that, uh, and I didn't necessarily hate it. It's just with like everything else the show is doing, then that would happen. I'd be like, what What am I watching? Like, yeah. how is this Willow? I, that's what I got a lot from it. It's like, why you obviously want to make this fantasy series, but it doesn't feel like Willow, other than like having Willow in it and some shoehorned references like uh, uh, General Kale's daughter and and Mad Mardigan references. I mean, it's weird because on one hand, they really tie it to the original movie in a lot of ways, like with having General Kale's daughter be part of it. But in other ways, it just it feels like a different world, a different universe. And uh, I don't know. I was just I mean, it didn't have to be exactly the same, but there had to be something to latch on to for me. Yeah. And I just didn't feel like it was there. Like with Willow, I understand. Like you can't just have the character be at the same happy ending point. They ended the last movie at, but like all these remakes and, and years later sequels, it's always like Indiana Jones is depressed. Han Solo and Leia got a divorce. The Ghostbusters broke up. Like after a while, it's just like, Jesus, can any were there any happy endings from the eighties? Like yeah. Willow got yelled at by Sorsha and his wife and son died at some point, and the entire village had to move underground. Like, what is happening? I, I know you need to have them be down to give them an arc to get up, but I don't know. I feel like there's some other way they could have done it with him. I, I didn't buy like the whole fight with Sorsha. That felt weird. It did feel very weird to me. Like when we were, because when. When they're like, we're gonna have to bring him back at the beginning, like the, the tease at the beginning, like you have to reach out to him, and she's like, oh, you know, like she's really hesitant to to mm-hmm. even bring Willow back. And I was like, wait, what? Why? He he saved your life and helped convert you to the good side, and like <laughs> saved the universe or something, you know, like all of the things, and I, it. I don't. I don't mean to bring Star Wars into this, even though we have two characters that are in Star Wars or two actors that are in Star Wars that are in this, along with the director, the creator is part of Star Wars, and Kathleen Kennedy was involved. So there's a lot of Star Wars references. My point is that we didn't need Willow to have the same basic arc as as um 
what is wrong with my brain tonight, Cameron? Alora? Oh my no. Um Star Wars. Oh, Mark oh, Hamill. Luke, or Luke. Luke. We didn't need to have the same story as Luke. Luke is Well, he already had that story, right? That that's his arc in the first movie. Well, my point is is that like with Luke, Luke's arc is he he's nobody, becomes the hero, ascends to Jedi Knight, and then from that point he does nothing but, you know, he tries to build the Jedi Order and then crashes down and goes mm. into hiding and is a hermit. Mm-hmm. And then they have to force him to come back. It's kind of the same thing. It's like he ascends to Grand Wizard and is an advisor to the Queen. And then he has a falling out and he has to become a hermit. And then he he's reluctant to use his powers. And it's like, why couldn't he have just stayed the powerful guy and let the struggle be him teaching Alora? That, yeah, there's like, still he's interest. just the mentor this time. Yeah, exactly. It's okay for Gandalf to still be great. Gandalf didn't have to go into the Lord of the Rings as being awful, you know. Right. And like the like Willow's struggle to 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 the because he is a sorcerer. There are multiple times where like the trailer is looping right now because I have it on IMDb <laughs> where he's using a flamethrower, you know, out of his you know torch or his um his walking staff. And there's a couple times where he does like these. AOEs, you know, these uh, these these effects where he knocks down a bunch of people, like when his best friend gets killed and he, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. kills all these other orcs or whatever the hell they are. Like, he has power. So why do we make him the reluctant wizard? I don't understand that. Let him be powerful. And that would have been really cool. Just Yeah, it was interesting that they uh, used the plot point that uh, he didn't actually defeat Bav Morda. He just kind of got lucky, like she kind of defeated herself, um, which was always like something we watching the movie would be like, oh, yeah, like, he kind of just got lucky at the end. Um, I don't know if that really worked for this movie. Maybe they could have done something with it, but there's a lot of ideas they're throwing around and they just don't spend a lot of time on. Again, mostly it's it's the tone. It's just like whiplash from serious to like Marvel type hijinks and, and uh, quippiness. Uh, which I like quippiness. I like Marvel quippiness, but like, like the Borman character just takes it a bit far. I feel, and there's a scene I think it's the second episode where Willow's having a pretty dark nightmare. It's some serious stuff, and then he wakes up, and they make a joke, and then they make a joke about the joke. There's a lot of hats on hats. Uh, it's just it's kind of a mess, and I don't know if it's the writing or the directing or the editing, but I feel like somewhere things just kind of spun out of control. And then there's like the scene with the uh, the boss from Ted Lasso in the forest. Uh, that's just weird. It's like so surreal at first, and then and the characters just get killed, and you're like, "Well, what was the point of even having them?" Like, I thought that was going to be a dream sequence, and like you never really know what anything means in, in this show. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The two the two women woodcutters or whatever, and like yeah. one of them never talks, and the other one is like this fantastic warrior, and then dies very quickly. And it's like almost why I did guess you? It just makes Laura. It just makes Laura feel guilty or something. I don't know. It was it was a weird sequence, and it did feel like Laura had to go through an arc every episode. Yeah, every episode, it's like. Oh, I'm whatever, and then you know, build up your confidence, and then you have the you like in the first episode, right? Where or maybe the second one, like where she finally makes the flower grow, and then she gets kidnapped, and then she's oh hum, everything is bad, and then like every episode, 
like when you have an arc of 10 episodes, you don't have to have every episode where they have to overcome a problem and then, you know, success. And then it just, you know, especially when you've got this many characters. Yeah. You can focus on the different characters. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Kit, I never really understood what her objectives were. It's like she wanted to go save her brother. And then she was told how, but then she didn't want, like, she was told, like, okay, well, you need Willow to get to where he is. And she's like, I want Willow once she showed up there. And I was just never really, it it felt like there's a lot of manufactured conflict between the characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just. But uh, let's see, I did like, I like Christian Slater. Uh, I liked some of the Nakmar stuff. Like I said, I think about like halfway through it started, it felt a little more like it had direction. Those first few episodes felt very directionless. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like this whole subplot about the the curious, the Keynesian curious, or whatever it was. Mad Martin went off to look for, and I just I didn't care about that. <laughs> I didn't understand why everyone wanted this thing. I don't even remember if it got used at the end. I think maybe it did at the it, very it end. It did because because uh, uh, Borman, what's his name? Bormir, what's his yeah, name? Yeah, Borman. He, he yeah puts that it character. on, but Jesus. it doesn't work. And then that's when he realizes it's not for her; it's for uh, it's for Kit. And mm-hmm. then she puts it on, and then it works. That's right. Yeah. Um, but I also, I really hate that they made Mad Mardigan out to become a bad father, like that he left to go on yeah. this thing. Like it. It's like the Han Solo thing again. Like. Really? I mean, I kind of liked, you know, there's some good moments that, I mean, I kind of almost got a little emotional where like Kit's hearing his voice and I think she sees him at one point in the dream sequence or something. Mm-hmm. And those were nice. And I, I kind of like how they left it open that he might show up again at some point because I really did want him to show up. Like the Val Kilmer scene in Top Gun Maverick was oh perfect. It was so good. And I was like, oh, if they can do it for Top Gun, certainly they can do it for Willow too. Yeah. So, I, I mean, but, I know they had like the whole trilogy or four series uh, in mind. So maybe they were saving room for him. Well, uh, speaking of, of Val, I will say this. And I'm, I say this, I mean, I'm going to read this from the trivia. Hmm. Uh, Val Kilmer was originally going to appear as Mad Mardigan, but he reluctantly didn't feel he could come out during COVID and was mm-hmm. not able to participate. It was written into the series after marrying and having children with Sorsha that Mad Mardigan later abandoned her and their children along with the Lord Dannon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, and I can't remember, because I know in Top Gun, so one of the reasons why in Top Gun most of his lines are delivered via computer screen. Right. Uh, is because he was having his issue with oh, throat I mean, cancer. He, he, yeah, he's, it's hard for him to speak. It was like, physically painful for him to, to talk in those yeah. scenes, which is what makes those scenes very powerful in the movie. Yeah. Because you're like, you're looking at the actor playing a character in pain, knowing the actor is in pain. Yeah. And it really just adds to the scene. Um, but Jack Kilmer, uh, Val's son, provided the voice of Mad Mardigan. Oh, he did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like they could have brought him in in a later series uh, and probably were intending to because uh, they certainly left his fate very ambiguous. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like the the kind of the world building enough that like Bav Mordo is one of these six or 12 or something witches. And there's like this greater evil, like the 
the the Sauron to the Saruman mm -hmm. um, situation. I like I like that backstory enough. It's just, you know, one of the things I love about the movie Willow is it's just it feels very down to earth. It's very dirty. Like when they go to the inn, it's all muddy and rainy and it looks like an old rundown inn. And this went much more high fantasy. And again, that's it's not terrible, but just with all the other changes they're making to the tone and, and, and everything, it just it felt like a different different universe yeah it, it did feel like a different universe and it was also i just you're right because there wasn't ever just the little town where they go and they, like you're right like everything was you know oh we have this, this these people that live in the woods and they have these magical powers and they drink the stuff and they make they tell the truth and you know, over <laughs> here is you know like everything was a 10 like, just mm -hmm. go to the seedy tavern and get into yeah. a bar fight or whatever. You know, it's fine. It, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to... Every episode, you don't need to break the bank on on the whatever. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it, it was... It was all right. And it, it was weird. There's like, because you're in Tears Lee and there's a barrier. And so they cross the barrier. And it, it seemed like that should have been a big deal. But then And then there's another edge they've got to get to. So they cross the barrier to then get to the edge and... Uh, it was it was all kind of confusing. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, yeah, and that's what makes Willow so good is because it's it's kind of simple. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's there's a baby that's important, and Willow is the unwitted un, unwitted unwilling <laughs> hero, the mm -hmm. reluctant the hero. reluctant hero, uh, and Mad Morgan is an anti-hero who becomes mm -hmm. the hero through trials and and whatever you know because i mean like in willow the moment when mad martigan says i serve the nelwyn like that's the moment where you're like oh things have become real for him and like that's a huge pivot for the character as a guy mm -hmm. who was in a crow's cage because he did something to somebody you know stole very, something yeah stole something very selfishly and now here he is willing to pledge his life to this guy that you know, whatever, like, like uh, some farmer, give me more of those moments. And instead yeah. we have a lot of teen angst between the two girls. It's like, yeah, it was, it was very much the CW willow. Yes. With a lot of attractive people and they're all just, just do it and get on with it. You know? <laughs> yeah. The Borman character is very confusing because and maybe it was just the first scene because when source is talking to him in the jail, you're like, oh, okay, this is like the wise and thief or something, right? Like she comes to him for advice and then all of a sudden he's fighting and just like cracking jokes and then just doesn't stop cracking jokes for the rest of the yeah. show. And I was like, eh, I don't think you introduced him right. I was always just like, felt like I was backpedaling with that character. Yeah. It, it felt like he was trying to be like Tony Stark or something. Just hundred percent trying to be being the, uh, operative yeah, I, I'm, I'm Mr. Quip man. Cause, cause Mad Mardigan doesn't, I mean, Willow doesn't have a lot of quips. I mean, not really. I mean, most not of the quips. comedy is physical comedy. It comes from the brownies and, mm -hmm. you know, a Mad Mardigan. He uh, has a Mad Mardigan to a point, but again, it's mostly physical. You know, the, the big snowball rolling down the hill when he, yeah. Oh, you are a great sorcerer. And he spins the sword and then falls down. I mean, there, there was this, or it's there's like character moments. Like, you see what he did? He stole our black root. Like, oh, it's Mad Martin like really bonding with this baby and yeah. being a bad dad but a good dad at the same time. And 
yeah his his relationship with the brownies it's all relationship based mm -hmm. is where the humor comes from there yeah uh yeah but uh yeah yeah that, that was the show as but as having said all that not being a huge fan of it i'd still like there to be a way to watch it disney plus. yeah that, that is weird that they pulled it i didn't know that so here's some of the other trivia that i pulled uh, Alora Dannon at the beginning of the series has blonde hair. As she learns to use magic, she starts getting red streaks in her hair, and finally, all of her hair is red when she masters magic. I noticed that, yeah. And when we first are, oh, she's Alora Dannon. My wife and I looked at each other and said, "But the baby had red hair." Yeah, and so it's like as she grew up, did it become blonde because she didn't learn magic when she was supposed to? Like was they, they dyed her hair blonde to hide her. Oh, is that, did they say that? I must've missed it. Yeah. There's, there's a, yeah. During one of the flashbacks, but it was, I, I remember thinking like the baby had one character. Okay. Two characteristics, really expressive facial uh, uh, expressions and red hair. And you're going to take away the red hair. Like that's all we know about this character from the previous movie. Yeah. And, you and the birth one identifying, yeah, um, but I, I kind of like that. Yeah, she kind of gets it back as she learns her magic, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, and the other one is, although the season one finale hinted two more seasons, it was reported in March of 23 that Disney had canceled the series. However, two days after the announcement, John Kasdan confirmed that the series is not canceled and that a second season had been written and is in development. He also said that the series is on hiatus for at least one year in order to allow the actors to pursue other projects. Then it was later removed entirely from Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that's not a good sign for a second season. It's so weird. Yeah, I wonder what kind of numbers it did get. Probably not great. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just... I don't know. But yeah, I mean, this this idea that like... You're a streamer and you can just pull an entire series that you made, wipe it from existence so you can write it off as a tax write-off. Like, that's that's pretty terrible. At least, like, the sh terrible movies of our youth we can find for, like, two bucks in a wall Walmart discount bin. Yeah. Heck, half the dumb movies I worked on are still streaming somewhere. So, I don't know. But like you yeah. said, we always have the, we'll always have the original. So... We've got that. I've got my my physical copy, physical media for the win. Yeah, um, I don't know. As soon as you said physical copy, and it made me think of just, it just I was thinking about Disney Plus, and because because Willow is on Disney Plus. Yeah, and then it made me think of the fact that uh, a few weekends ago, we were we were hanging out, the family and I were hanging out, and we turned the TV on because uh, my parents have you know, terrestrial, you know, cable. And I, I think one of the Star Wars movies was on. I think it was like episode one or something. And we started watching it. I'm like, guys, if we're going to watch Star Wars, let's let's not watch it with commercials. <laughs> yeah, right. And so the family's like, okay, that sounds good. And so I pull this, you know, Disney Plus up, and then I start A New Hope. And my son goes, wait a minute. We were watching Phantom Menace. And I said, yeah, we're going to skip the bad ones. We're going to go straight <laughs> to the good ones. And he's seen A New Hope. So we end up watching A New Hope. But multiple times I have to pause it and go, okay, they added this in here. And <laughs> McClunky was added just for, you know, just, <laughs> so I have to give a little background for that. But anyway. Um, mm -hmm. 
Anything else you want to add about this? Do we want to give it a score out of 10? Anything else? I, I don't have clips or anything like that. I mean, this was yeah. just a, an uh, impromptu you know, com- conversation. So, 5.7 works for me. Like I said, I finished it and it's got some moments. Um, and I, I'll admit, like that, the final scene, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of interested in where you're going from here on out. But uh, I would have liked to have seen a, a, a sharp sharp change in direction with season two yeah yes i don't know i i still have some hope for it but probably not i just it feels i don't know like can can we get ron howard involved somehow right yeah he's still making movies yeah good movies what's he what is he doing let's just get ron howard doing something so i don't know i just and maybe it's good that it's that it's you know done i don't know Maybe maybe we should just, <laughs> just maybe we should just let it be dead. Yes, keep keep the original in our hearts. Wait a minute, what what is this? They also uh, did not use like the music of Willow is so good, uh, and I I felt like they could have used some of the original themes a bit more. Oh gosh, yeah! Every time Willow did some magic, there should have been the 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 James Horner bump a dum bump bump or something. Yeah. Anytime they should have used it occasionally, but yeah, like this, yeah, the Hobbit doesn't shy away from the Lord of the Rings uh, motifs. Yeah, well, the Hobbit doesn't shy get... away from anything. Those movies. <laughs> anyway, you still got to have me on for them so I can defend them. Oh, that's right. We did say that we were going to do that, didn't we? Okay. Well, no, you said you would never do it. I mean, yes, that is what we said, Sean. <laughs> We no. absolutely said that we will 100% cover the Hobbit movies at some point. Those those movies are so bad that I think I I, I probably would do them now. You know, I, maybe maybe we'll do. I don't okay. know. I'm I've been I've been thinking enough about time has passed. Yeah, enough time has passed, and also I've been thinking about doing more um, uh, theme month themes. I've done a few before, mm-hmm. right? Like a Star Trek month and a Star Wars month, things like that. I'm thinking about doing like I know that I, one that I wanted to do was uh, historically inaccurate movies. Sure, you know, like Gladiator or um, The Patriot, U five seven one, like those types of uh, movies that are, you know, historic movies but are not at all accurate, and just going all full history nerd and just make you know ripping you know both you know. Reviewing the movie and then correcting the historical parts. Uh, there's That'd be something, fun, yeah. There's something fun about that. But, you know, we could do a, another month of, of Lord of the Rings. We could do another Hobbit, do the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, a cartoon? I, honestly, Cam, I don't think I could play the cartoon with my wife in the house. That movie scared her so much as a kid. Really? Oh, my gosh. It gives her night... Like if. If you just whisper my precious around her, she gets chills and like has to leave the room. That movie scarred her. Mm. Yeah. The the Gollum in that movie scarred her. Uh so I He's <laughs> creepy. He's a creepy little guy. Yeah, he is. I believe played by the uh the old man next door in the burbs. What's that guy's name? Oh, I don't know. He's a famous character actor. But yeah, very distinctive voice. Uh, John Houston, not John Houston. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he, that was Gandalf. Let's see, Theodore yes, Gottlieb. Yeah. That's it, brother Theodore. I think he's like a monk or something, right? 
Uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, we don't need to. Now he can't help it. He played, yeah, Brother Theodore in The Verbs. You're right. Okay, that was the character's name, yeah. He was also... The Verbs is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, he also was a voice in The Last Unicorn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said. uh, Oh, The Verbs was his last movie he did. Oh, shoot. Did he... He did well. He died in two thousand and one. Hmm. I guess he just was done acting though. After that. Uh, mm-hmm. Wait a minute. They did. They did. Wait a minute. So they did the Hobbit, the cartoon, but they also did the Return of the King, the TV movie. Oh no! So they did. They did the yeah, whole trilogy. It's the very confusing because there's the Lord of the Rings cartoon and oh gosh how does it go because <laughs> i think the people who did the hobbit did the return of the king and the lord of the rings cartoon only covers the first two books and then they brought in the people who had done the hobbit to do just the return of the king and kind of like finish up the story but it's done in a completely different style oh interesting yeah so yeah it, so the it's hobbit, a really weird yeah yeah the hobbit in 20 in 1977 and then the next one is is the Return of the King in 1980? Mm-hmm. That's so mm-hmm. weird. But they did the Lord of the Rings in between that with the weird, um, you know, uh, rotoscopes kind of drawing over the live action animation. Oh, they. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. The, so Ralph they... Bakshi did The Hobbit, right? In Return of the King. And who did Lord of the Rings? So I'm. The way that I'm, I was searching for it was by the. The, the actor who was the, did the voice of Gandalf, I would assume that they would have hired him to do all of them. I don't remember. But he only did The Hobbit and The, the Return of the King. Okay. Yeah, That's Ralph Bakshi did Lord of the Rings, 1978 film. Okay. And he did The Hobbit? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> don't listen to me, folks. Oh, I'm just googling fine. stuff as I'm looking. Uh, that's what we do. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. So the Hobbit. Wrong turn. Yeah, it's weird. It just says so. The actor that does Bilbo just says the Hobbit, and then the Love Boat, and then the Return of the King. <laughs> so they must have had a whole different cast for the Lord of the Rings. Okay, so Ralph Bakshi, Lord of the Rings, Rankin and Bass did the Hobbit and Return of the King. That's so that's weird. right, Rankin and Bass. I gotta see what this this thing looks like now. Anyway, Brother Theodore, uh, his Wikipedia says he was described as Boris Karloff, Salvador Dali, Nijinsky, and Red Skelton all simultaneously. Oh, nice. And interesting character. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at some of the stills from this. This looks nothing like the other ones. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's a, yeah, it's a totally different cast. Um, that's weird. Uh, John Hurt totally played uh, uh, Aragorn. Anthony da- Daniels was Legolas. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, there's yeah. there's your Lord of the Rings update for the night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> your Lord of the Rings minute. Um, I just saw an ad. Are you excited for Ahsoka? Uh, I, I, just, I feel like I need to watch, is it Rebels first? Oh, you haven't watched Rebels. And that's a lot of homework to do. I love Rebels so much. I mean, I should probably also finish... Clone Wars, because I think I saw the season and a half on that. 
Okay, yeah, you have to do that too. Yeah, you got a lot of homework to do. So <laughs> in between all your Star Trek. So let's talk about Star Trek for just a second because okay. I know we need to wrap up here. But yep. you are on you have like what, sixteen podcasts that you do right now. So you have your, your original <sighs> your original podcast, Green Shirt, a, a newbie's trek through T and G. That's right. I'm watching uh, The Next Generation for the first time. We are in the second half of season six now, so getting close. Oh, you're in the good uh, stuff, too. We're in some good stuff, which also means we started DS9. Uh, so we also have our DS9 Minute minicast. So one uh, one week you'll get our episode of TNG, Green Shirt, and the next week you'll have uh, the DS9 Minute where we... Uh, we all bring nine thoughts, so we try to get them all out within nine minutes. So, oh, that's cool. That's usually a cool about idea. ten to eleven minutes tops. Yeah, so it's a it's a good quick one. It's uh, yeah. much easier to edit than the others, and and it's fun. Yeah, DS Nine, I'm blown away by so far. And you're still in the early state. You're still in the season one where it's bad. Yeah, that's what people keep saying. I'm like, if this is the bad stuff, I cannot wait till we get to the good stuff because yeah. this is great. So I think you and I are both on Facebook in that Star Trek wholesome. Um, uh-huh. and. I, someone made the comment, which I think is hysterical. They said, we need, we need to rename this group Star Trek Wholesome slash DS9 is better than we all thought or something like that. Because like, <laughs> it's funny because for my experience with DS9 was this. About 10 years ago, nine years ago, I decided that I was going to rewatch some some Trek. I wanted to do a full rewatch. And so every day at lunch... I sat down and watched Voyager all the way through because Voyager was the first show I sat and watched as it was coming out, new episode, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had forgotten most of it. And then it got done, and I said, you know what? I really need to watch DS9. So I sat down and watched DS9. And about episode six, I put a message out to my friends and said, please tell me it gets better because this, I'm having a hard time with this. And they said, oh my gosh, just. If you can get past season one, you're you're going to be hooked. And on the first time watching it, they were right. Once I was hooked, I was in. I most recently rewatched it within the last five months and just really, really enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm excited for you, Cameron, to watch it for the first time because if you're enjoying it now, I mean, season's... Right. It's kind of like TNG, right? TNG has some good stuff in those first few seasons, but like after you get best of both worlds, mm-hmm. that's when it really picks up mm-hmm. and gets you have more good episodes than than the bad. Yeah. D- DS9 once end of season two for me, season three really starts picking up and they get into some really interesting things and yeah, I really, I feel or wonder if those first uh, seasons of DS9 work better if you're watching them in conjunction with TNG, because it really does feel like a handing off of the baton, like almost every DS9 episode so far has been like, hey, you know that thing you thought they should have done more with in TNG? We're going to do more with it. Yeah. Like, it it feels like it's answering the questions we've been raising all podcast long about TNG. That's uh, cool. So yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. That's really cool. Um. I will say that this is a, it's hard to ask a question because I don't remember where it was in TNG lore, but I don't think it was season seven, so I think you're fine. There's an episode in TNG where the Ferengi and another group in the Federation are bidding on the rights to a, to a wormhole. A wormhole. 
Yeah, I thought for sure that was the backdoor pilot to DS9. Yeah. Uh, but it was not. No, that's the, yeah, that's that's the episode with Devanani Rawl, that slimy guy who seduces Troy and ugh, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like that one. But yeah, the the wormhole stuff, I was like, this is great. This was totally led to DS9, right? Yeah, no. Um, so there's a conclusion. I'll, I won't tell you what happens, but the conclusion to that episode is in Voyager. Oh, yes. The, I, I've, I've heard about that. Yeah. Because I made a joke about wanting something to happen with those two characters. Yeah. We, we <laughs> Someone find couldn't out. help but be like, well, they actually appear again. Yeah. And it was actually, it was, it was, I don't know if, there's no way it was done on purpose that, you know, when, when they sent them, their fate in, in TNG, someone said, hey, if we send them to the Delta Quadrant, you know, we'll mm-hmm. do this. So I think it was kind of a, a happy, but I think it was like the, someone, one of the writers of Voyager was like, you know, we really, we got these guys. We need to have a Ferengi episode. So mm-hmm. anyway. And, and then I have my other show. Yeah, your Open other show. Hike Night, uh, where we're watching and discussing Strange New Worlds, the newest series. Um, and yeah, we've got lots of great stuff happening over there. Lots of interviews with the cast and crew. We just got an exclusive interview with Anson Mount, the captain. Christopher Pike himself it was just about like 12 minutes uh, in a back room at Star Trek Las Vegas. And he couldn't talk about the show because of the strike. But yeah. talk to us about pottery and the strike and conventions. And so that was a lot of fun. And yeah, lots of great interviews over there and good coverage of the show. So come stop on by. Yeah, d- definitely check them out. It's a lot of fun. It's a great show. And uh, your podcast and both and Strange New World is great. And I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, in fact, become a Patreon like I did. Because That's I want right. I want a chance to win that uh, really cool apron you guys have. We have uh, an open Pike Night apron uh, with a grill with Pike's hair on it that says "Kiss the Quaff," and uh, eight, I believe, cast member signatures on it. Almost the entire crew, just missing uh, Una and Mabenga's, uh, Babs and and Rebecca's yeah. signatures. Everyone else, though, including Dan Janot and Bruce Horak. Um, yeah, you can win that apron just by becoming a a, a patron. So. If you go to openpike.com, uh, you will find links to everything there. You can uh, leave uh, a message to be on the show. If you've just watched uh, the finale, you can send in your thoughts on the finale or the musical episode. We're going to do another episode on that later because we were in Star Trek Las Vegas. I didn't get a, a real uh, episode. Anyway, leave your, uh, yeah, come become a patron or uh, send in your thoughts or just check us out. Do it. You should do it right now. Stop listening to this and go do that right now. And then... <laughs> Turn this show back. Listen, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, then you get two listens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what matters is the downloads. That's right. Um, that's really all I have to say. Do we want to put a score on Willow, or or do we care? Uh, like I said, I'm I'll, I'm just gonna go with IMDb's five point five point seven. Yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna be lazy. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think that's perfectly accurate, and I'm gonna put as much uh, effort into it as the show creators did. Oh, that was mean. That's right. They took us some swings. I mean, they did do some interesting stuff. It just, it didn't feel cohesive. I think that's that's maybe the word I wanted to use this whole conversation. It just did not feel cohesive. Yeah, I got you. Well, that's it. That's the show. Thank you for listening. Uh, what I thought was going to be like a 25-minute conversation turned into much more than that, but that's okay. Again, uh, mostly just Cameron and I catching up, which was cool. So Yeah. Uh, go check out to. go check out his shows and 
also check out um, our website, cheapseatreviews.libson.com. There you can find links to all of our social media thingies. And um, yeah, leave us a review, all that good stuff. That's it. So honestly, I don't know if there's a show next week. I just don't know. Um, we're going to be in a hotel for the next couple weeks as we're waiting for our house to get finished. This is a house that was we were supposed to move into in early July. It has been pushed back to potentially September. So that's frustrating. But that's just kind of mm-hmm. how life is right now. So I, I don't know if there's going to be a show, if we're going to do it from a hotel room or if there's a business center I can use or something. I don't know. We'll figure that out next week. If we do have an episode next week, I'll let you know what the movie will be. Uh, But that's it. So on behalf of uh, Cameron, Gollum there, and Ash, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for, or next time, I should say. We will see you next time. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.